Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Commercial Property Investor Podcast, where it's my job to introduce you to people from the world of commercial property. We're talking with investors and thought leaders about their experiences of the commercial property world and sharing our own lessons from the last 20 years to give you practical know-how so that you can follow in their footsteps. If you've ever thought commercial could be your next step, but it just seems too confusing and opaque, then you've come to the right place. There are so many exciting opportunities in this dynamic sector, and I'm looking forward to pulling back the curtain and sharing them with you. Welcome to the Back to Basics series. In these short episodes, we'll be covering things like the language of commercial property, simple strategies, and a general context of investing in commercial real estate. Our regular Thursday episodes will continue to provide deeper topic discussions and guest interviews with commercial investors and commercial industry experts. Our hope is to both inspire and provide the tools to help you build a solid cash flowing commercial property portfolio. So let's dive in. Welcome back to the CPI podcast, your go-to resource for navigating the murky world of commercial property investing. And in today's Back to Basics episode, we're diving into a really essential topic. This is the difference between passive and active strategies in commercial property investing. It's such an important question to answer right at the beginning of your journey and not two or three properties in when you discover they don't align with your actual goals. So let's begin by talking about the passive investment strategy. When it comes to commercial property investing, a passive approach usually involves investing your money or parking it as I like to say, in a single property and relying on the property's performance to generate some good returns. Now this strategy is appealing to investors seeking that hands-off approach as it does require less time commitment and can provide a sense of security. Essentially you're buying an income. However, it's crucial to understand that passive investments typically offer lower returns compared to more active strategies and the trade-off for reduced involvement is a potential sacrifice in cash flow and profits. Now as an investor, you need to carefully weigh up your intended level of engagement with this and your expected return on investments. So you have to think about that when you're looking at passive strategies. The returns can range from a modest, let's say 5%, sometimes even less, up to well over 10%, but higher returns often come with those higher risks of default or longer void periods. That's why the yields are expected to be higher. Now, just an example, one of our larger lease spaces is on a 10-year lease at a 13% return. So it's just to give you an example of the sort of thing you could potentially get. Passive investments are often preferred by individuals who have more capital available. They maybe got more access to cash and they're willing to part the money for a return over time. Now, it's a suitable option for those seeking a more stable and I guess predictable income stream without actively getting involved with the management of the property. So you might be a professional who earns a good salary or good income and wants to start investing in commercial property and doesn't have the time for it. Now, apart from working with a joint venture, you might want to look at the more passive side. But to be honest, when I first looked at commercial property, I thought it was the only strategy that I would be able to access because I felt that anything more active, I wouldn't, I couldn't understand, didn't know what was going on, and I didn't have the knowledge. Let me ask you a question. Have you heard of SAS pensions? They're a fantastic tool for business owners to wrap a commercial property up in a tax-free bubble. 
SaaS can work particularly well with the CMO strategy to generate money both inside and outside of your pension. It goes without saying, I'm not a SaaS expert, but let me introduce you to someone that is. Bryn Walker has been advising on SaaS pensions for many years and has been a long-term supporter of the CPI network. SaaS and commercial property work incredibly well together, but there are many nuances, and Bryn will make sure you don't stray from the right path. Look in the show notes for the partner link and book up a SaaS discovery call with Bryn. But let's just shift our focus now to the active investment strategies. Now, they involve taking a more hands-on approach and it's about increasing the value and the profitability of a property from when you buy it. Now, this might include actively finding new tenants for vacant spaces, negotiating leases or implementing some property improvements or even changing the property's use. By being actively involved in your investments, you have the opportunity to create some more substantial equity or an increase in your equity and accelerate your financial independence. That's if that's what you're after. But active strategies require time, effort and knowledge, but they can lead to those higher returns and much greater control over your investment. Now, I think it's important to note that active strategies can be particularly useful for investors with limited funds, whereas, as I mentioned, the passive ones sometimes suit people who have a good cash flow from somewhere else that want to divert those funds into property investing. But by actively managing properties in the more active strategy, you can increase its value through lots of different methods, such as the ones I mentioned above making property enhancements, finding new tenants, that sort of thing, or even, of course, converting it into a multi-let or CMO property by splitting it up. Now, these strategies can help you build equity and improve the overall value of your investment pot, which you can then leverage for future acquisitions, rather than waiting until you've saved up another deposit. And that's basically what we had to do. I wasn't producing loads of income somewhere else. I had another business myself that I was running, which wasn't throwing off a lot of cash. So I was looking at trying to constantly improve the value of our property. And I was doing that for residential. And then I got to that stage where I thought, right, I'm going to start doing some commercial. I found a building, thought it was probably going to be more passive, but actually it, it wasn't. It was different. So you just have to think about what it is you're after and finding that right balance. See, as with any investments, finding that right balance between passive and active strategies is really crucial. And it ultimately depends on your personal financial goals, your tolerance to risk, and the available resources you've got. It's really essential to honestly assess whether you have the time and the expertise to actively manage a property or more than one property, or if a more hands-off approach really aligns better with where you're at right now. Or if you need to put more time into educating yourself first before you dive in. Passive investors may require that larger initial capital outlay, making them maybe more accessible for investors with a little bit more finance behind them or financial resources. On the other hand, those active strategies can be an excellent option for investors with more limited funds as you can actively increase the property value through those various tweaks and different ideas being more creative. It all comes back to that all-important conversation with yourself about your long-term objectives and the trade-offs associated with each strategy. Passive investments offer stability and lower involvement but may give you lower 
returns. Depends on what you're after. Those active strategies require more effort, which you may have more time for, you may not, but can potentially provide much higher returns and a faster growth in your equity. You've got more control over it, or you're taking more control over it. Now, for me, what I found with that first commercial property was that there was more opportunity to be, to be active and create value than I first thought. You see, at the start, I thought it was more of a passive investment. As I mentioned, I was doing my residential stuff, started looking at commercial, found this one, the return was 10%. I thought, yeah, I'll be able to steadily increase that. It will give me an income stream that I can steadily grow. However, it was a multi-let property. And we realized the potential of really actively managing it. And it could create much better and much faster results. So by really actively managing that property and finding new tenants, making the improvements, we were able to increase its value and accelerate our own cash flow, which ultimately leads to more financial independence. So remember, whether you choose a passive or active strategy, it's essential to educate yourself. Get some advice from experienced investors and dive into learning as much as you can before committing to commercial project that you may not be able to back out of immediately. Commercial property can take longer to sell, you know, than an abortive residential property investment you might be able to flip on. Commercial can take longer to back out of. And active strategies do need careful planning. They're going to need pro good property management. You're going to need a good reliable team to support you. And it's worth noting that starting with those passive investments can sometimes unlock a few doors. They can provide a stable foundation for you and, and an income stream while you build up some knowledge and experience and I guess street cred with other, uh, with the valuers, with agents and with lenders. So then you can transition into more active strategies as you gain confidence and I guess more expertise. So these are ways that you can I guess, transition a little bit in how you're investing. You might say to yourself, well, actually, I'm going to start with a passive one because it's going to give me those things we just spoke about there. And then I'm going to move more into active because that's really where I want to get to, but I'm finding it difficult to get that one first. So there's different routes into this. Our journey in commercial property investing has really shown us that over time, a combination of both strategies can work really well together. It's not about choosing one over the other, but finding the right balance that aligns with your goals, the resources that are available to you, and your tolerance to risk. So as we get further down the road, we will go for more passive investments. And in fact, we've already begun doing that. Yes, the return is less than that which we would normally like to achieve, but it involves a lot less work. And as I mentioned, it's part of our strategy was, right, let's create equity and value through more active strategies. And then we can maybe start looking at slightly more passive ones or working towards more passive ones to build up the cash flow with less effort. Now, as a wrap up, I want to encourage you to examine your own investment objectives, right? Your own investment criteria, what you're trying to do and consider how passive and active strategies align with that you know, with your ultimate goals and your vision of what you want to achieve. And remember, there could be different steps. And commercial property investing is not a one-size-fits-all. 
and it, what works for one investor may not be ideal for another. So don't compare yourself with other people. Just focus on your own race. And whether you decide to embrace a passive strategy to enjoy that more hands-off approach or opt for a more active strategy to really shape your investments, make sure you're always doing your right due diligence, research, consult with the professionals and leverage the network and education to really maximize your chances of success. So there we go. That's my view on passive and active strategy. Thanks for joining me on this episode. If you found it useful, please leave us a review or join us on the Commercial Property Investor Facebook group to connect with other like-minded investors. Hi there, I hope you're enjoying the content delivered on the CPI podcast. Even though it's free to listen to, it actually takes quite a bit of time and financial commitment to deliver each and every episode. Did you know that by leaving a positive written review, you, yes, you will have a direct impact on the visibility of the podcast. And that's really important because by reaching a wider audience, it helps our team to continually improve the overall content that we deliver to you week after week. For some of you, leaving a review will be second nature, but for others, it might be your first one. Open your podcast app, pick the CPI podcast and search for previous reviews. And on iTunes in particular, click to look at all of the reviews and then you'll see an option to leave a written review. Go on, it'll only take two minutes and it'll really make our day. And we genuinely read every single one of them.